This morning we are continuing our sermon series on life in the spirit. And Steve has asked me to speak on worship. And obviously I'm really happy about it because worship's really something that's part of who I am. It's, I've been leading worship for nearly 30 years now. <laughs> Don't look old enough is what Steve said in the first sermon. Uh, but I will do. Um, but more than that, you know, it's my passion to be a worshipper. And my passion this morning to encourage you to grow in what it means to be a worshipper of, of God this morning. So I want us just to take a moment just to think about where you're at as a worshipper here this morning, what it means to worship. We're going to explore that together, what it means when we gather on a Sunday morning. Wasn't it great this morning to worship Hetty? Thank you and the band. Thank you for leading us just to be able to, for us to be able to connect with God in that way to be able to sing to him, to connect with him, to experience him in this place, that we are experiencing a greater measure of the Holy Spirit as we gather in in Jesus' name here. And so we're going to continue that journey as we think about what worship is. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but at the end of the Acts 2 passage, that's a very familiar passage, isn't it? The Acts 2 passage. You probably heard it read out a number of times. But the thing that stood out from that is the thing that's going to really launch us into um, this sermon. And it's the, the line that says, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. So the Holy Spirit falls on a people who are, are expectant and longing for God to come and move. Holy Spirit falls, and what's the first thing they do is they declare the glories of God. It's interesting, isn't it? Not they rushed out, which they did. They did go and do all those things. They went and did many great things. But the first thing they did was glorify God. And it's the thing that really echoed out to to those people around them as they heard people praising God in their own languages. So what can we learn from this? What can we learn from this? Paul Paul in in Ephesians, he, he draws this link between worship and the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 17 to 20 says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. And make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is saying that there is an overflow. When the Spirit of God is working in you, there is an overflow of worship. This is what we long for as a church, isn't it? The Holy Spirit would move in our midst. But are we prepared then to sing the song that he puts in our hearts? That's what he's calling us to do and be this morning. We talk a lot at the moment in our sermon series, especially about a movement of God. We want to see God move, don't we, as a church? We want to see God move, and we are seeing him move. We've heard it this morning how God is moving. But God also is wanting to move us here. He's wanting to move you in your worship. He's wanting to move you in your heart towards him. As we're going to explore as we move through this sermon this morning. He's wanting to create in you a heart that is for him. By the work of the Spirit as he moves in your life. He wants to take you deeper into testimony. We all have a testimony. For those of us who are saved, you have a testimony, don't you? Of what Jesus has done in your lives. But your testimony doesn't stop there. Your testimony should be an ongoing walk with Jesus as you walk with him by the Holy Spirit. So today's theme is lift. That's the word for today. 
And the reason it's lift is we are going to lift our eyes to heaven this morning. As we think about worship, we take our, our attention off ourselves and we lift it to heaven. We lift our attention to who God is here, right now, in our midst, and who he is to us and who he wants to be through us. It's changing our focus on, on who he will make us and mould us to be through the work of the Holy Spirit. Have a quick look round. You know, God is working here in this place. Can you see it? Ooh. If you know people sat round you here this morning, we all should be able to say, I can see the work of God in your life. Because this is the process of being a disciple, isn't it? That we are becoming more and more like Christ as we worship him, as we follow him, as we're being transformed by him, as we give our hearts to him. Now, I always get a bit worried when I say that to people, and I think, can people see that in me? Can people see worship rising up in me? Can people see me being transformed by that worship? This is a body thing, that God is doing something individually in all of you this morning, but he's also doing something collectively. That as God brings us together, he's making us his body. In 1 Peter 2, it says, As you come to him, living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What Peter's saying here is that God is at work in you, making you a people. But the reason he's doing that is that you might declare his glories, that you might worship, that when we come together collectively as the gathered church, what should be flowing out of us are praises to him because he's creating us as his chosen people. So Paul continues to make this link between worship and the Holy Spirit in our lives. Each one of you here has got a story to tell. When it comes to your life, when it comes to what the Holy Spirit is working in you. How many of you have been a Christian here for six months? Six years. More than 60 years. Ooh, nobody. This morning we had someone who had been a Christian longer than 70 years at a 9.30 service. You've all got a story that you have walked out, whether that's for six months or 60 years. God is working in you a story. And how powerful is that when we come together and we declare that story together of God's salvation, his work in your life to save you and to give you a hope and a future in him. There's something very powerful that we get to sing that together. You know, we see this right throughout the Bible, that this song, this overflow of song, is something that's very typical in the Bible, whether that's right at the beginning with the Exodus as God frees the people uh, from the Egyptians, he leads them into freedom, and then Moses and Miriam sing. They sing a song of salvation, that God has saved them from oppression. Or David, when God is doing some mighty works through David's life, what do we see him do? Sing. And then we see it when the angel comes to Mary and says to her, you are going to have a son and it's going to be the saviour of the world. What does she do? She sings. We see it with Paul and Silas when they're doing the work of God and they're thrown in prison as a result. You know, and instead of moping about their circumstance, what do they do? They sing, they praise, they worship. And as a result of that, we see breakthrough come into their lives, that God opens the doors of the prisons and the, and a, the jailer gets saved as a result of their praise because he can see what God is working in them. And then into Revelation, as we think about being with God in heaven, that John has this vision 
of heaven, of heaven and the angels and the elders worshipping, saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. Then he hears all the creatures on the heavens and earth say, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. Can you hear that song rising up in heaven? And we're called here on earth to rise up with that song here. You know, over 40 times the Bible says, sing, sing, sing to me. Come to God and sing. That there is something powerful as we gather together, as we sing a song to God and with one another. We see Jesus, he, he is the one that we really see bring together the work of the Holy Spirit and worship. You know, he meets the Samaritan woman at the well and he says to her, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers that the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. You know, when we gather on a Sunday morning, Hetty will say this and I know Mark Haig would say this. We, it's so great when we come to lead worship and you guys sing. When you sing when you worship God with us, when we see you connecting with the creator of the universe with us and that song rises up on a Sunday morning, there's nothing greater, honestly, as a worship leader to see that as you connect with God. But you know the strength of our worship isn't primarily what we do at the front, it's primarily what you do during the week. What's happening in your lives when it comes to worship? Are you being a worshiper throughout the week? Is, is there an overflow of worship of love for God throughout your week. Because do you know what? When you bring that together on a Sunday morning and you sing that song, it's powerful. When corporately we bring that together and we declare our love for God together, there's power in that place. There is power in that place. And that's what God is wanting to create in us, a spirit um, of truth in us that lives out the life that he's called us to live. You know, he calls us to be connected to him, but he also calls us to be surrendered. But when you stand up, you know, when we come to lead worship and we say, let's stand, and you stand up, what goes through your mind at that point? Do you go, oh, another song? Or, I don't know this one. Oh, I love this one. Oh, you know, what, all these different reactions of, oh, gosh, is it going to go on that long? You know, what, what goes through your heart and your mind during that time? When you stand, do you genuinely stand up and go, God, I'm standing before you? I get to stand before Almighty God and sing songs to him. Think about how amazing that is, that we can address Almighty God, who is the creator of the heavens and the earth, everything that we see, and we get to stand before him and sing to him. We get to address him directly and know him, know his presence in our lives. Isn't that amazing? I can't take that for granted when I stand up and sing. And we don't always feel like it. You know, there's some Sunday mornings when... We've had the kids in the car, and how many of you have got kids? You know how challenging that can be on a Sunday morning, having the kids in the car on the way to church? It's challenging sometimes, and you get here and you're drained. But do you know what? My response sometimes is a response of discipline. Of God, I'm going to worship you. Regardless of whether I feel it, I'm going to worship you, because you are worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. And that's the joy that we have together as we gather. You know, there is, there is power when we worship, when we gather together on a Sunday morning, there is power available to us. 
And I want to go through just three different uh, levels of that. The first one is that, that when we are together, the Holy Spirit is working amongst us to unite us. He's uniting us. That we all have a common story. How many of you have been to a football match? Or a gig, a concert? Yeah? Do you feel that sense of being united with those people around you? Because you're, you're there with a common cause, aren't you? You're there to experience something common. You're there to cheer on what you're seeing at the front or the people on the pitch, wherever you might be. There's something within you that draws. You may not know the people by you, but you feel connected to them. And I'm not going to say it's brothers and sisters, but you know that sense of feeling of being drawn together almost as family at that moment. And that is what God is doing here. We all have a common story. We are all cheering each other on in our walk of faith as we gather on a Sunday morning. As we lift our eyes, as we genuinely lift our eyes to God and say, do you know what? We are here for you. I love that song. We are here for you. Not here for ourselves primarily. We are here for you. But God in his mercy chooses to meet with us by his Holy Spirit. You know, to think just now, right now, across the world that people are praising God. And at different time zones, it's amazing, around the globe, that worship is just rising up to heaven. So yet our story is personal, that each one of us has got a personal story to tell, but you know what? We've got a collective story too. That God is creating us to be a people that would declare, declare his praises, not just in our midst, but to the world. But the other thing you've got when you come on a Sunday morning is a gift. You have got a gift that you give to other people in this room. And that gift is your song. You, know, you, might be, you might be stood by somebody this morning who needs to hear you sing that God is a way maker, that he's a miracle maker, that God is able to break through. You know, they might need to hear that I'm no longer a slave to fear. You know, how many of us can come on a Sunday morning and feel bound by fear? I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. So when you sing that song, you are prophesying over the church. You're prophesying over the church. You are speaking the heart of God over the congregation. Don't waste those words as we gather together on a Sunday morning, as we declare who he is and the truths of his word. Isn't it amazing, you know, I, I think about when Hattie was singing this morning, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. I need to hear that. I don't know about you. But there's times in my life when I need to hear that. I need to hear that sung over me to refresh my soul, to awaken my heart to the truths of who God is. You know, when we gather, when God is uniting us by his spirit, that there is this sense of just lifting our eyes and seeing God anew, remembering who he is. Who's seen Batman? Any of the Batman films? Yeah? And even if you haven't, you've probably used to this. Yeah? You've probably seen this somewhere where this light shines up into the sky and suddenly everybody's attention is drawn up with expectancy, aren't they? They look and go, something's going to happen. Something is going to happen because of the one behind the symbol. And it's like that for us, isn't it? Now, when we worship together, we lift our eyes to the cross. We see what Jesus has accomplished and we become expectant that the Holy Spirit would come and move in our midst and work in us and work through us. That's what we should be feeling when we come to worship. You know, worship is primarily about him. It is. It's to remember his nature, his character, declaring who he is. Who likes Antique Roadshow? 
Dantic's Roadshow. Oh, nobody. My goodness. Oh, one person, Mary Brew. Oh, and one at the back. It's not, yes, it's me. If, who's seen the Antiques Roadshow? Yes, good. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. My mother watched it. Um, but do you know what's interesting about the Antiques Roadshow? Is they take something that people don't know whether it's precious or not, and they start to point out around that object what is precious, how valuable it is. And that's what we do in worship. You know, when we come together to sing songs about who God is, whether it's together to him or to each other as we sing certain songs about God, what we're doing is we're going, look at this. Look how great it is. Look how amazing it is. Look at God himself. This is what God is doing as we, we gather together. Singing truths is significant. There is something spiritual that's happening in this place, in this town. And the song that we have to sing speaks to all the powers and principalities that are out there and says, our God is greater. Our God is greater. Let's sing it. Let's sing that. Not now. See, but in our hearts. You know, we're talking a lot about, again, about, about mission. And, you know, we can rush ahead. You know, we're so keen as a church, aren't we, to see God move, to see God break through, to bring through his heart for the lost and to bring those people into the church. And, and so we should, absolutely should. And, but the question is, do we start with mission or do we start with worship? And the truth is, you can't separate those two things out. There's a thing called the Mobius Strip. And um, there we go. The Mobius Strip. And if you start at one point on the Mobius Strip, you just keep going, don't you? You just keep going. There's no break. It's not linear. It doesn't like, start at one, end with, one, end with another, start with another, end with another. It, it doesn't work like that. That worship and mission go hand in hand. That if you are a worshipper of God, if you truly are living out a life in worship of him, you will want to tell other people about that, won't you? If you've got a story to tell about what God has worked in your life, how can you keep that to yourself? And the more you get to know of God, the more you will want to tell the world about that. But vice versa, the more you tell the world and start to see the Holy Spirit use you and move through your life, the more you want to come back and go, God, you're amazing, because I shared this, I did this, and look what you did. And we come back together and we celebrate that as we sing his praises because of what he has done. We can't separate those two things out. You know, both of those things, worship is about declaring Jesus, isn't it? Mission is about declaring Jesus. Both those things are about worship. We declare Jesus, we praise him in both of those scenarios. Thirdly, worship transforms. You know, yes, you know, it's, there is an individual nature to our walk with God, and as we come together corporately, we sing songs to him. But also, are you expecting that God would meet with you? You know, when you sing to him, are you expecting that God will come and meet with you? You know, in your brokenness, in your shame, in your joy, in your heartache, that God would meet you there. Yes, this is, this is the God that we worship. This is the God that wants to meet with us. So the Holy, it says where the Holy Spirit is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom. And God is wanting to bring freedom into our midst this morning. As we gather again in his name, he wants to bring you freedom. What areas are there in your life where you just go, do you know what? I need freedom there. I need freedom. And the person that can do that is the Holy Spirit. The person that can work that in you is the Holy Spirit. And as you worship him, are you expecting that he may challenge you and grow you and strengthen you and guide you 
and comfort you? Are, are you expecting that he might do that? Because an expectant people encounter God. An, an expectant people encounter God. You know, God is wanting to create us into a place that is spiritual, a spiritual house. So let's, let's be expectant when he does that. You know, it's interesting with, with Paul and Silas, when they're in the prison, they were losing. You know, they were on the losing side in the eyes of the world. They were imprisoned. They were limited. But they knew that the God that was behind their praise was not limited. So even when they were losing, they were praising. And I, and I really feel that might be a word for at least one person this morning. That you feel like in an area of your life you're losing. And the Lord would say, but I am bigger than your circumstance. Come and worship me. Praise me. Learn how to meet me in that and I will meet with you and bring you freedom. If that's you this morning, maybe that's a word that you want to just get some prayer over. But for all of us, you know, when you feel like you're losing, get praising. Get praising. This is what the Lord will work in us as we gather. So just, just as we come to an end, you know, I really felt the Lord say when I was preparing this that, again, this is about how you will position yourself. That your worship is a heart stance. It's about how you will present yourself before God. That either in situations we can get wrapped up in what we think, how we feel, how we see life. And God is saying, why don't you step into who I am? You know, the Bible has lots of language for that, but living in the light, walking in the spirit, lots of different language around that. But what God would say to you is, will you put yourself in a position where you can receive from God, when you can know him, when your, your overflow will be directed to him? Yeah, it's challenging sometimes, that, isn't it? Because surrender is not always easy, but there's power there. This is where God meets us as we gather to worship. So let's be a people this morning that would long for God's presence on a Sunday morning. Let's not take worship for granted. As we stand up, literally, as you stand, just go, God, I'm, I'm here to connect with you. I'm not here to endure some songs. I'm here to experience you. I'm here to talk to you, encounter you, receive you, be empowered by you. God is longing to release his power on us as his people. But a missional people are a worshipping people. And a worshipping people are a missional people. So let's just seek the Holy Spirit. Band, would you like to come back up? And as they come up, let's just take a moment just to wait on the Lord and just to see what he might say to you in the midst of this. So can we, just, can we stand together? Let's, um, let's just close our eyes. Let's just, just pray. Let's just wait on the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you are already here by your Spirit. But Lord, we also say, come Holy Spirit. We say we welcome you, Lord, to increase, Lord, your presence here in our lives. Lord, awaken our hearts, awaken our minds of who you are, Lord God. Lord, we want to be people who worship in spirit and in truth. So God, I, I pray you would move amongst us. Lord, shape us, make us a people who long to connect with you, long to sing to you and know you greater. Lord, know that power, Lord, that comes from heaven to transform us, but also for us to transform the world. Come, Holy Spirit.
comes. Come. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I thank you that each day is a new day with you, where we can stand as a child of God, lift our eyes to heaven, lift our face to the one that loves us and draws him to himself. Lord, make us a chosen people. God, let us remember, Lord, you have set us apart for your praise. Lord, we worship you here this morning. As we continue to worship, the ministry team will go over to my left-hand side. If any of you want to be praying through some of this stuff, just that God would work this deeper in you, then feel free to go over. But there may be lots of other things that God is working in you today, whether that's healing, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional healing here this morning, or you just want breakthrough in a situation. Why don't you go over, receive some prayer?